Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to have supervision, enhanced hearing, extraordinary reflexes, to be, dare we say, superhuman? Well, Roku's new Pro Series TV can't do any of that for you. But with a 4K screen, side-firing speakers, and a blazing fast refresh rate, it'll sure feel like it. Elevate your entertainment using all your favorite apps like iHeart and play all your music, radio, and podcasts with the new Roku Pro Series. Your senses aren't better. Your TV is. High Five Casino. High Five Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at HighFiveCasino.com. The hottest games right from Vegas and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at HighTheNumberFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino. The FBI, the administrative state, they have made you the enemy of the state. We're going to talk about that tonight. We're going to talk to my friend Brian Dean Wright. We have some great This Week in Wokeism stuff, or terrible, depending on how you want to look at it. All that's coming up on I'm Right. Welcome to I'm Right. Let's talk about the system. And the most prominent um, threat is the threat of white supremacists. It's a weird thing they keep saying, isn't it? White supremacists, white, supremac- white supremacy, white nationalism. We hear it all over the place from official government sources, DHS, as we heard there, FBI, DOJ, white supremacy, white supremacy, which is so odd because I would venture to guess you have never met one in your life. Have you ever met a white supremacist? You run into a bunch of KKK guys running around? No, you don't. No, you probably haven't. So what are they doing? What's the angle here? Well, the angle here is the same thing communists have done from the beginning of communism. This is standard level communism. You find the people in the population who are enemies of the regime 
and you make them enemies of the state. It's really, it's really that simple. The Democratic Party has looked around and they have decided, they see all the poll numbers, they break everything down by race and, and whatnot, so they always know who, who are our friends, who are our enemies. They look at congressional maps the same way you do, and they've decided working class white people vote Republican 70% of the time. So that's their enemy. Okay, well, what are they going to do about that? They're going to make these people enemies of the state. And rest assured, they can make you an enemy of the state. Ah, uh, Jesse, I'm not trafficking guns. I don't wear a KKK. What are you talking about? Well, I'm glad you asked. It's a bright, shining example we just got. Do you remember when the Joe Biden-Donald Trump presidential race was heating up and they really started pushing all this white supremacy stuff and the dangers of it and domestic terror? Any moment a white supremacist could just take over the country. Remember that? They were really, really whipping it up. And then all of a sudden, whoa, it looks like it's real. People, some white supremacists tried to kidnap and kill the governor of Michigan? Man, I told you this white supremacist plot was real. Dangerous. Joe Biden was out there campaigning on it. White supremacists and these militias are a genuine threat. I want to compliment the FBI and the police agencies for what they did and how they stepped up. The president has to realize the words he utters matter. But I am, I just got, we, the senator talked to Gretchen, to the governor earlier before I landed, and I talked to her. She's feeling secure and good, and I think that uh, they did, the FBI and others deserve a great deal of credit. I did love that little tidbit in there. He talked to Gretchen, uh, uh, the governor. <laughs> Good save, Joe. But setting that aside, man, that was a close call, wasn't it? Whew, they almost had her. I'm glad she's in good spirits, though. Yeah, except it was all a lie. We now have details out. Two of the accused completely acquitted of everything. How could you possibly get acquitted of planning to kidnap and murder the governor of Michigan? Well, if it was all the FBI, that's how you'd get acquitted. You see, the FBI planned, funded, organized the entire thing, and we now know that it's all been exposed at trial, which, okay, this is one trial, not the end of the world, until you think about it long and hard and realize the federal law enforcement arm is now more than willing to frame people and send them to prison if it continues the regime's narrative about the dangers of white supremacy. Just how bad is it? Something we should probably figure out. Something we should probably ask Brian Dean Wright about. My friend Brian Dean Wright has something out now. It came out today, and I just love this thing. It's called The President's Daily Brief. Now, we've had Brian on the show. Obviously, you don't need me to introduce Brian to you, but you know what I love? I love easily consumable. I'm busy. I don't have six hours every day to consume all the news. You don't have six hours. I'm driving to work for 20 minutes. Get me caught up. That's what this is. Concise, smart, gets me caught up. I, I listened to today's on the way to the studio right before I got here. Good. Now I'm caught up on things. Brian, before we get to the president's daily brief, which we will get to, I, I consider it to be the most dangerous situation in the country today. The fact that our own government has decided half the country is the enemy. That historically does not end very well at all. Mm. Well, let's acknowledge and remember something very, very important right now that isn't part of this white supremacy uh, conversation. And then let's talk about Michigan. 
Right now, Joe Biden, you and I, and I via our taxpayer dollars, are supporting in Ukraine an entity called Azov Battalion, about 10,000 people, all of which are neo-Nazis. Yes, that is true. It is happening. So Joe Biden in Ukraine is funding white supremacy, neo-Nazis. At the same time, he, he's telling us that, in fact, white supremacy is the nation's greatest problem. So to put it in different context. We're going to fund al-Qaeda, but then al-Qaeda is a serious problem here in the United States. No, of course, it's absurd. doesn't make any sense. And that's because white supremacy isn't a great problem in this country. The data is very clear on that. In fact, there was a recent study by the Department of Defense, over millions and millions of different active uh, duty service members, less than 100 cases of extremism documented. So that's bad, but it's not an existential problem like Biden is saying. So that then knowing that's the context, I think you're absolutely right. So why are they doing it? Is It's a political calculus, right? This Michigan case to me is really, really shocking. I don't know if you saw this and I was like, this has Jesse written all over it. These dudes, the Wolverine brothers, they were sitting around getting drunk as skunks, smoking tons of weed, and they were talking about guns and libertarian ideas, and then they started popping off about, well, that Gretchen girl, she needs it, doesn't she? So it, these guys were not actually planning anything that had genuine intent until, as you said, the FBI said, hey, here's the plan. Here's the money to do it all. Go ahead, boys, get her done. Uh, never mind that the informant who was involved is like, yeah, these, these guys are just wasting our time. You know, the FBI was like, no, push it, go, make it happen. You, you and I, through our taxpayer dollars and the FBI, are inciting people who otherwise wouldn't engage in lawlessness to actually engage in lawlessness. That is so wrong, that is un-American, and we should damn straight be asking our government to strip those powers from the FBI because it, because it is not what this country should do. It is not what this country should be. Brian, let me ask you something, and I really, I really just genuinely am curious. I don't remember the last time somebody from the federal government, be it a sitting politician, someone at the FBI, DOJ, honestly, someone in the military, I, I don't remember the last time somebody high up in the federal government got arrested, charged with a crime, and sent to federal prison. I consider that to be a big problem. No, I don't want to live in a country where we're rounding up our political opponents and throwing them in jail. But if nobody is ever getting arrested at the highest levels of our government, that tells me there's no accountability at all. That sounds right. like what the FBI did is a crime. That doesn't sound like, oh, the case should be dismissed. Someone should be arrested for that. Yes, look, we have seen for years now people engaged in what most reasonable people would say was lawlessness, illegality, was just wrong. I mean, James Comey took classified information, gave it to the New York Times so they would publish it, and that would force a public firestorm that would then lead to a special counsel. Okay, that's exactly what happened. You know, James Comey, the, the head of the FBI, could have taken all of his notes and given it to Congress and said, hey, look, I think there's a problem with Trump. You guys investigate it. It's a political matter, not a law enforcement matter. My politics, whether or not I like Trump, that's irrelevant. You guys addressed it. That's what Comey should have done. He didn't. He broke the law, not held to account. So if you can go from the head of the FBI, who is doing this ridiculous, unlawful, un-American stuff, what do you think the rank and file of the FBI is going to do? What, what kind of signal does that send? It says, look, if you have personal interests, you know, personal politics, 
go ahead and, and use those. If you want to whip each other into hysteria here within the FBI headquarters and decide you want to target certain people, go ahead. There's not going to be any accountability for that. I mean, that's the message that the past five to 10 years has sent. And it should be ringing an alarm bell across this country saying that we've got to get a handle on these people because they're out of control. Brian, that actually leads me right into Hunter Biden. The FBI has had this laptop. Now, I have several friends who have copies of this laptop. They've told me about the blatant criminality on the laptop. We have a very much alive witness, Tony Bobulinski, who's more than willing to speak and speak on camera. And so right now, because we, we're getting some news reports about it now, people are saying we're going to have some accountability. Someone's going to go down. But, man, I don't know. Yeah. I'll tell you, so that, that Hunter Biden laptop business, if it was you and I, and we were working at FBI headquarters or CIA headquarters, and they found out that we had kids who were conducting foreign business that we weren't disclosing, and then those kids were actually feeding us a cut, 10%. Okay, Jesse, you and I would be grabbed by the scruff, and we would be thrown outside of the building, okay? Our security clearances immediately revoked, and there would be a counterintelligence investigation into what in the hell was going on. That's exactly what would happen. That's what should happen, by the way. But now we have that same scenario, and it's the President of the United States. He's sitting in the Oval Office as we speak. He's getting briefings at the highest level. The show that, that I'm going to be doing, the podcast, of the President's Daily Brief, that's an actual document that is delivered to the President, the highest uh, of secrecy involved in the creation of that document. He's getting that every day. And we have a man who a reasonable person could say has been compromised. We don't know how deeply, how broadly, with which actors, China, Russia, Ukraine, Romania, those are all possibilities because those are all people that Hunter Biden was doing business deals with and presumably giving his dad a cutback. So <laughs> there is two tiers of justice, isn't there? And we are living through this time. It is one of great madness. So if you see it, if I see it, the American people see it, keep calling it out and demanding change because this isn't normal and this isn't right. No, it's not. All right, hey, let's talk about this new thing, the President's Daily Brief. I do. I just love it. I, I Honestly, Thanks, not only is it clear, I love how consumable it is. It doesn't take me hours to get caught up. How'd you come up with this? You know, so working with some great folks, the idea was, look, the President's Daily Brief has three really interesting components. First, it's the critical news. Second, why you should care, right? So that tells the president of all the problems, here's why you should care about this one. And then finally, what are the solutions, right? So in the conversations about creating this podcast, the, the podcast really comes down to delivering those three things, but a public version of it, right? So everybody's busy. The president's very, very busy. So, well, I'm not sure Joe Biden is, but nevertheless, uh. let's deliver information to the American people with that same spirit, right? Those three buckets, the information, why you should care, and how we solve the problem. Let's do it in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's give people really enough information then that they can go out and either research further, come to their own conclusions, but at the end of the day, they can take action. And so that really is the spirit of what I deliver every day. People can download that starting at 6 a.m. Eastern. And I'm really, really thrilled to be able to present it to people. And I'm glad you like it because you're a tough audience. And uh, so if Jesse likes it, that's a good start. Oh, I dig it. I dig it all. The, the President's Daily Brief, highly recommend you go subscribe. Brian, thank you so much, my man. Thank you, brother. You know what I like best? Again, it was 18 minutes. That's my drive to work. 18 minutes, I'm caught up on the big news of the day. That's pretty slick. The President's Daily Brief. All right, we have This Week in Wokeism next. 
They are after your kids. But before we get to that, let's get to something good. I just had somebody reach out to me last week and say, Jesse, thank you for the my or thank you for the OneShare Health recommendation. I talk about OneShare Health because one, everyone needs health insurance. We all have to go get it, right? Whether it's just you, whether you got a family, everyone needs some health insurance out there. And there are so many options and it can get so frustrating and it can get so confusing. I've got 10 web tabs open. And another thing is there are so many of these corporations that are utter garbage and then you come across OneShare Health. They give you options. Your coverage options are incredible. Vision, dental, whatever you need, they have it. 24-7 telehealth, it's all there. So you have options, you have great prices, great network, and it's a faith-based company. So I don't have to fund an insurance company that hates me and my values. I like that. Go to my.onesharehealth.com slash Kelly, and the promo code is Jesse Kelly, and that actually gets you $75 off your enrollment fee my.onesharehealth.com slash Kelly, promo code Jesse Kelly. We'll be back. Did you get healthier today or did you get more unhealthy? I'm not doing some self-help thing. Just stay with me real quick. Did you get healthier today or did you get more unhealthy? I mean, you got one of the two. One thing I know is you woke up this morning And then through the rest of the day, you made a series of decisions. And at the end of that day, your body's either healthier or it's less healthy. One thing I know for sure, it's not the same because an entire day went by. Look, maybe you woke up this morning, first thing, hit the gym, pumping some iron. Maybe you came back from that and ate healthy the rest of the day. Fruits, vegetables, eggs, meats, you know, eating good, doing it right. And then you're going to go to bed at 8, 9 o'clock tonight. Make sure you get an eight hours rest. And you're going to lay down with a belly full of, clean, full of clean food and tired muscles. Congrats, you just got healthier. Maybe you did your day like I've done mine, where you have had fried chicken and jalapeno poppers today. Maybe you didn't work out like I didn't. I'm going to go to bed tonight when I'm done doing the show for you, and I'm going to be less healthy. You see, there's no such thing in life at all of neutrality. Neutrality is one of those things that doesn't really exist. People pretend it exists because it makes them feel better, but there's really no such thing as a neutral state. It's not the nature of man. You're getting better or you're getting worse. It's the bottom line. We have made a mistake culturally in this country, a gigantic mistake. And I'll be honest with you, I was part of that mistake. For so long, I made the mistake of saying things like this. Well, look, hey, I don't care what they do. I'm just going to do what I do, and I'm not going to worry about what they do. Or, or maybe we've said this. Maybe you've said this. Maybe you're still saying things like this. I know I've said this before. When it comes to things like schools, maybe you've said, I don't want the politics in school. No politics. I just want them to learn math and reading. Get the politics out of school. Have you ever said that? You're dead wrong if you've said that. I was dead wrong when I've said it. You see, we've bought into this myth forever on the right that there's such a thing as just this neutral culture. There's separation of church and state. We don't have religion. We don't have a culture. We're just free. Everything's free. We just don't have have values or anything. There are no values. No values. We've bought into it forever. We bought into it in schools. 
And the communists sat back and watched us say, oh, there's just no values anywhere. And he licked his chops like a hungry lion looking at a wounded gazelle limping across the Serengeti. You're going to have values pushed. Any society is going to have values pushed. There's no such thing as a neutral, valueless society where people just float around and land wherever. No, as a society, you're going to push things. And whatever you push, you're going to get more of. And you're going to disincentivize things. And whatever you disincentivize, you're going to get less of. The communist has understood this forever. The communist, you see, he has values too. And to his credit, he believes in those values all the way. And even more to his credit, he fights for those values. The communist wants his values pushed everywhere. That's why they're now pushed everywhere. You and me, we've spent decades saying, oh, let's just take the politics out of it. And now we're nowhere. That's why he's winning and we're losing. And that's why we have to change our mindset. You look at videos like this circus freak I'm about to show you and you say, oh man, how did this happen? Watch the video and I'll tell you how it happened. Hi, I'm a queer teacher and I 1000% do not support this bill. And yes, I do know what's in it. The bill in itself is just another way to stigmatize the LGBTQ plus community. Say that pre-K through third grade are not ready for such topics is actually internalized homophobia and transphobia. They're very much ready for these topics and are way more accepting than adults when it comes to discussing these topics. We can talk about gender, gender assumptions, pronouns, all the things. You're cringing right now. Maybe you're vomiting in the trash can sitting beside you, but we need to have a talk about this. How does that happen? How does that super freak get in charge of children? How, how could that possibly happen? Well, it happened because you and me, we believed in this live and let live, absurd, naive mindset where we can just, just take the politics out of schools. No, there's no such thing as neutrality, not in your life, not in a culture. Your culture is going to go a certain direction. It's never just going to float. It is going to go a certain direction and the direction it goes is going to be determined by which direction the people are pushing. Forever the communists have pushed and pushed and pushed and we have live and let lived. And now, now we have a conga line of circus freaks educating our children. Man, y'all thought me uh, teaching the children about me being poly was crazy. But not only that, but they also know that I'm gender fluid. I also explained to them that I'm pagan, so I am also a witch. And at one point I had gotten a haircut and I got in the sides of my mohawk shaved down. And I come into work and one of the children goes, Lois, are you a boy? You have short hair. And his sister goes, no, Lois is a girl. And a third child, who's my favorite, suddenly yells, No, guys, we've been over this. Lois isn't a boy or a girl. Lois is a witch. Duh. How could that happen? Okay, well, maybe you're sitting there saying, Jesse, okay, you found two circus freaks on TikTok. That doesn't mean we have a problem. It doesn't mean we've shrunk too far from the culture war. Okay, here's the White House press secretary pushing for puberty blockers. Every major medical association agrees that gender-affirming health care for transgender kids is a best practice and potentially life-saving. That's the highest levels of U.S. government now believe a 10-year-old boy should be able to chop his penis off. 
That doesn't happen overnight. That doesn't happen for any other reason than we have been way too gentle and way too meek pushing the values we want pushed. Your child, wherever he goes, whether it be school, martial arts practice, Little League, Cub Scouts, wherever your child goes, your child is going to be given instructions. He's going to be guided. He's going to be guided by a human being, not some robot somewhere. And because he's going to be guided by a human being, he is going to be pushed a certain direction. There is no neutral. There will not be any neutrality. Your child will be pushed a certain direction. He's either going to be pushed with your values and that direction, or he's going to be pushed by those freaks. The right's belief that we can somehow sit this out and just be a neutral floating society is the reason we now have a bunch of monsters educating our children in this country. We have got to set aside this disgusting, wrong attitude we have had forever. And again, I am not pointing fingers. I am just as guilty. I had that live and let live mentality for so long. I just want to be left alone and let's just, I just, let's let them learn math. No, the truth is your children should be learning how to be pro-life in school. Does that make you uncomfortable? Why? Your children should be learning that the border should be secure in school. You uncomfortable? Why? Those are your values. You can either have them learn about the border being secure and the need to keep out illegal immigrants, or they will learn about the border being open and how we need to be so compassionate to all the people who want to flood this country. You have to decide what you're comfortable with. And if those things I just brought up make you uncomfortable, you need a mindset change because you're not near ready for the fight we have ahead of us to save this country. Now that probably did make you uncomfortable but I'm right. All right, we still got a lot more for you, but I want to talk about cybercrime. And the reason I roll my eyes is I feel like I feel like an old man sometimes when I find out about these new things that I'm not used to. I, this cybercrime world is gigantic, and I just don't think about crime that way. I, I think about crime as a dude in a ski mask with a pistol, right? The real money is made online. The real money... It's made right underneath your nose and you don't know about it. If you have a home title, if you have a home, you're, you have a home title and your home title is online, it's in the cloud. One of the biggest cyber crimes in the world at the moment is hacking into people's home titles. There are guys looking for yours as we speak. As you watch me right now, they're looking for yours. If they find it, if they get hacked into it, they'll forge your signature on it, take out a loan or several against your home and you'll have to pay those loans back or you will be evicted. It's a new world out there. Protect yourself. Get home title lock and protect yourself. They'll detect any tampering and shut it down like that. HomeTitleLock.com. All right? We'll be back. The new right. We talk about it a lot. What is it? Well, it's simply developing a more aggressive, offensive mentality on the right. And while it's easy to lament the current state of the Republican Party, as you know, I do it every single night, bunch of spineless losers, we do have to acknowledge 
there is a great, great group of Republicans, at least some of them coming up, who want to fight, who want to take the fight to the communists. And we're going to do whatever we can to promote those people on this show, like Nathan. Nathan Dom is running for Senate. He's already a state senator in Oklahoma. Now he's running for U.S. Senate. And Lord knows we could use somebody with guts in the United States Senate. All right, Nathan, I I'm going to begin here. It's a little video. It's horrific because it's a first grade teacher talking, but uh, check it out. Check Something it out. that's really cool and unique about who I am is that I am transgender. So we touched a little bit about that at the beginning of this week uh, in the book that Miss Hammond read, but I'm going to give you my explanation about what it means to be transgender as well. So when babies are born, the doctor looks at them and they make a guess about whether the baby is a boy or a girl based on what they look like. And most of the time that guess is 100% correct. There are no issues whatsoever. Um, and, but sometimes the doctor is wrong. The doctor makes an incorrect guess. Um, when the doctor makes a correct guess, that's when a person is called cisgender. When a doctor's guess is wrong, that's when they are transgender. So I'm a man. But when I was a baby, the doctors told my parents I was a girl. I feel so old. Nathan, these people teach our children. Apparently lots of them do. And it's just ridiculous. I mean, the, the party of, of, you know, quote unquote, trust the science as their mantra uh, believes that, that no longer that they can determine biology based on biological fact. Uh, that you can change your gender, change your sex, change all these things. And yes, they are indoctrinating children. And we need to admit that. We need to acknowledge that. And we need to say that these are major problems in our government schools that need to be addressed. Unfortunately, like you said, it's the spineless Republicans that uh, refuse to allow us to hear billing, uh, hear any of these bills. Even in Oklahoma, where we have super majorities, uh, Republican chairmen refuse to allow us to hear bills to stop these things. Uh, a few weeks ago, we actually passed the Save Women's Sports Act, finally, a whole year after it was eligible to be voted on. So we should be going on the offensive, like you said. We should be stopping this nonsense. doesn't matter if they call us any names, if they call us bigots or sexists or transphobes or whatever. We are the ones that actually have science on our sides. We are the ones that are standing up for truth, and truth will set people free. But if we allow this indoctrination to happen, we are going to lose a whole new generation, um, worse than the previous generations that we've lost by giving in to the left, by not fighting these battles. Nathan, it's hard not to look at the current state of this because these videos, I mean, my goodness, I, it would take a 10-hour show to play all these videos of these circus freaks playing these things publicly. I mean, that guy or a girl, whatever the, that thing is supposed to be, that person recorded that video on purpose. That wasn't some leaked video. They recorded that video on purpose and put that video out online. And there's a lot of them. And I, when I see this, I can't help but wonder, how did we screw up on the right? Where did we screw up? What specifically did we do wrong that we woke up one day and apparently have a legion of these people teaching our kids? What did we do wrong? Well, I mean, you've said it, Jesse, before. You can't leave me alone your way into defeating communists. And we as Republicans, we as conservatives want to be left alone because as much as the left tries to brand us and say that we're the ones that are forcing our ideology on everyone else, they are the ones that are forcing their ideology. That's what Marxism is about. It's about total control. It's about total compliance with their ideology. And so for the longest time, we have turned a blind eye to this and said, no, we wouldn't do that. Therefore, other people wouldn't do that. 
it's naive to think that these leftists, that these communists are going to fight according to our tactics, according to our principles, according to the rules that are laid down. No, they are going after children because they know that if they can take children from an early age, they will have them for a lifetime. They are trying to mess them up. They are trying to sow confusion and dissent because they are trying to destroy our country. And we on the right can no longer afford to play by their rules and allow them to have a double standard. We need to hold them account. People need to be fired, absolutely. We need to take back and get kids out of government schools, but we need to take back government schools and be proactive. And yes, start teaching true ideology, our ideology, teach the constitution, teach these things and go on the offensive, not just ignoring it, certainly, but not even being on the defensive. We need to be proactively fighting against this lunacy. Amen. All right, Nathan, SB 612, speaking of children, what do those words mean, SB 612? Senate Bill 612 is a bill that I passed through the Oklahoma Senate last year. Uh, it just passed through the Oklahoma House this last week, and our governor is expected to sign it any minute. And what it would do is it would prohibit abortion from conception with a felony conviction on the abortionist. So we are going on the offensive. This is a felony conviction up to 10 years in jail, up to $100,000 fine. This is the strongest, most sweeping pro-life piece of legislation in the country right now. Our governor is going to sign it, and we are working to end abortion in Oklahoma because as much as the left says that we on the right are not about defending life or being pro-life, one of the responsibilities of government is to defend life. And I am not going to stand by and continue to allow this child sacrifice that the left is promoting and pushing out there as part of their evil agenda. Uh, we have to defend the lives of the unborn, that innocent life. So that's what Senate Bill 612 does. Hey Amen. All right. We have inflation numbers that are coming tomorrow. It's expected to rise from 7.9 to 8.4. And this is one of those things that it's getting everybody, Nathan. Highest since 1981. Everyone is feeling it right now. They're feeling it every time they have to buy something. People are watching their standard of living slowly slip away. And I don't think people fully grasp why inflation is here. Can you tell people why inflation is here? Absolutely. So for those that don't know, I actually had lived overseas. My parents were missionaries in Eastern Europe uh, in the country of Romania. So I have seen the impacts of inflation, massive inflation. I'm not downplaying the inflation that we're experiencing because what we're seeing is some of the worst in decades and it is harming people. But inflation is a hidden tax. It's the government borrowing on our future and making our currency less valuable than it was before so that it costs us more to buy what we used to be able to buy. And so it is a hidden tax. It is being created by governmental policies. And if we want to be blunt about it, Jesse, and I know you don't have a problem with this, Republicans are pretty close to as guilty as the Democrats. Uh, I think it was Phyllis Shapley that said, Democrats are driving us off the fiscal cliff at 75 miles an hour. Republicans are driving us off the fiscal cliff at 55 miles an hour. We have to elect real fiscal conservatives to represent us in Washington, D.C. to stop this nonsense uh, because we're just going to continue to see this. I've been warning about this for over a decade that we can't keep borrowing and spending ourselves into oblivion. We will see inflation. The only thing that we have going for us right now is that we are the reserve currency of the world. But if China wanted to, uh, if they wanted to send back all the money that they have or call in our debts, they could tank our economy overnight and we would see hyperinflation 
the likes of which we haven't seen probably since you know Germany after World War One. Uh, it is a very real problem that people have to be concerned about, and I tell them to invest in precious metals. That means gold, silver, and lead, guns and ammo. Amen. Nathan, thank you so much, my brother. I appreciate you. Go get them. Thank you, Jesse, for all you do. Love following you on Twitter. Appreciate you. We need people like that. We're going to have them. We, we can't have this loser Republican Party anymore. We can't. All right. Let's talk about something wonderful. Let's talk about the fact that Eden Pure Thunderstorm makes your home smell good. And when I say makes your home smell good, maybe you get defensive. Maybe you say, Jesse, I, I keep a clean home. I, don't, I know. I know. Your home has odors. Human beings put off odors. Pets put off odors. Cooking puts off odors. The Eden Pure Thunderstorm is called a thunderstorm because it does inside of your home what nature does after a storm. It cleans the air. That's why the air smells so good after it's done raining. Your home, it can smell like that all the time. No more pet odor, no more cooking odor, no more nothing. Go to EdenPureDeals.com because they have a deal for my viewers. If you go to EdenPureDeals.com and use the code JESSE, that gets you $200 off. EdenPureDeals.com code JESSE. We'll be back. We'll be back. That doesn't sound good. Joining me now, Stephen Yates. He is, of course, the senior fellow and chair of the China Policy Institute at the America First Policy Institute. Stephen, all right, most Americans don't have any idea what's going on in Shanghai. Why is that Chinese guy yelling at everybody? Well, Shanghai is a city of 26 million people, which uh, you know, not small number when it comes to a city with 100% lockdown all residents confined to their homes for an extended period of time. It's now been weeks and they're not allowed out even for essentials. Uh, there's lots of dystopian video of people trying to sing from their porches of their megaplexes in these very, very large apartment buildings and drones in, a, in an almost Hollywood fashion flying by telling people to please stop singing and go inside and observe the shutdown. Uh, it's just an unbelievable level of human control imposed by the most dystopian state on the planet. Okay, Stephen, I, I don't want to get sidetracked, but I, I do have to ask, why don't they want them singing? What's wrong with singing? Yeah, well, apparently that would be a human reaction. And so the Communist Party of China would like to eliminate all human feelings and reactions because, of course, you can't have respect for human dignity and allow for the complete destruction of human institutions, families, and will, uh, because what they want is control, which I think should sound familiar to people who've lived through two years of COVID. Okay, Stephen, this seems, seems like it came out of nowhere, at least for me. Obviously, I know you're quite a bit more boned up on these things than I am, but it felt like the world itself was kind of moving past the COVID lockdown insanity. And then I wake up one day a couple of days ago and I see Shanghai has become the escape from L.A. What happened? 
Well, the Chinese had a zero COVID policy. And so number one, uh, they wildly underreported the number of cases that they were experiencing at the beginning of the pandemic. I think famously, most people will have heard that they were not telling the truth to the World Health Organization, the Trump administration, or anyone else at the beginning of the outbreak and willfully allowed the virus to spread out of China. I think what you're seeing now is proof positive about why they didn't feel like they could tell the truth because this is actually a problem for them and their survival at home at this point. You get 26 million people in the largest, most important commercial city in all of China, locked down, angrily hitting the streets, talking about revolt and different kinds of protests, then China's leader, Xi Jinping, has a much bigger problem on his hand than whether the Americans or anyone else is angry at him. Okay, I, I, I want to ask, before I get to the America side of this, 26 million people, as you just mentioned, biggest city in China, that seems like it would be an economic backbreaker for China. COVID zero policy or whatever, you can't just take 26 million people in a major economic hub and tell it to stop moving in a country that was already having economic difficulty. What's it like inside there economically? Well, it has to be devastating at the moment. Just think of it with truckers not able to move goods to the mega factories that are the manufacturing platform for the planet. That means delays in a lot of goods that are meant to go out to market. That will pinch the consumers internationally, including in the United States, but it's an even bigger pinch on the workers in China where maybe they don't get paid for their time locked down the way some in America did from the government. We'll see how that plays out. But even just the goods trying to come in, if there aren't truckers at the port to take the inputs to go into these megaplexes yeah. for the manufacturing, it's just a double whammy on the economy. But this is what happens when you follow the pseudoscience of over-vaccinating people and thinking that you can beat a virus that's going to transmit. And so China is actually weaker than America, Europe, and other parts of the world with regard to the virus. And now this two-year wag, whatever variant they're dealing with, is actually very threatening to their economy and society. All right, well, speaking of threatening to economies, I even hate to ask, because I think I know where this is going, but we're all getting killed with inflation right now. Every single person is. And I understand it's a global economy. Whether you love that or not, it is. A city of 26 million people, as you just mentioned, a port city that's no longer taking things in and sending things out, that's got to affect us here in America in a big way, right? It will. It's just really a question of when and how that the statistics will manifest themselves and how things are going. The United States has grown wildly dependent on China as a major supply chain bottleneck. Uh, it's all we thought we'd learn some of these lessons through the pandemic and maybe generally, but we aren't there yet. So this is definitely going to have an effect. Like I said, you start, start thinking about smart devices, cars, uh, the products on the shelves at Walmart and other grocery stores, all these things are gonna be affected. Plus all that China buys in terms of ag produce, minerals that get processed and go back out into the world, all these things are gonna be stuck in a big bottleneck that has to have an economic impact. Bad news for the Biden administration and Americans already suffering. Yeah, no doubt about that. All right, finally, nuclear weapons? China is 
doing a nuclear buildup for fears of a conflict with us? Now, we've all gone through this in our heads, obviously. What happens if we go to war with China? No one wants to go to war with China. They don't want to go to war with us. But why are they prepping for war with us? Now, this is kind of going from good news to good news. Uh, again, <laughs> we're dealing with hypersonic missiles and other kinds of advanced delivery platforms. China has invested a lot of money in, stolen a lot of technology from Russia, the United States, and anywhere else it could get it, and they've gone very far ahead. China is the fastest growing nuclear weapons arsenal on the planet. Now, why would they want it? Uh, number one, they fear that the United States might at some point have a president that says, like Joe Biden did about Vladimir Putin, that uh, the Chinese leader can no longer stay in office and might have a regime change policy. Uh, I think that the Chinese leadership might fear that more than Americans are advocating it, even though I would certainly not shed a tear if there were a change in leadership in China. Uh, but that's the number one driver for them. They, they think they know maybe they know more than we do about how fragile the regime is. They see us as deterred by nuclear weapons possessing states, and rightfully we would be a degree. And they would like to push around Taiwan, and they see this as the key to being able to do so and avoid American intervention. Stephen, thank you for making us smarter, my man. I appreciate you. My pleasure. Thank you, Jesse. All right. That was a lot of heavy. It's enough heavy for the day. It's time we lighten the mood. <laughs> Just came up with that on my own. All right, we have lighten the mood next. ever tell you the wife was a gymnast? My wife. I know, I'm 6'8", but she's a tiny little thing, just 5'2", and a really good gymnast. She was on the Canadian national team and then got a full-ride scholarship to University of Arizona where she made nationals. Like she was a really good gymnast. And so, as a result, I've been dragged to gymnastics meets before. I'm not proud of it. Okay, you think I'm proud of it? Do I look proud of it? But I've got to go. Oh, can you come to my event? Can you come to my event? You know how they are. So you got to go to these events and you go, oh, and they're doing all the flippy things and whatnot. But I'll tell you, I've grown in, an appreciation for it. And here's why I've grown an appreciation for it. One, how hard those girls work. And two, how often they get hurt. They're always breaking bones. They're always tearing something. That sport is like football. Here's Light in the Moon. All the time. All right. I'll see you tomorrow. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. Welcome to Burger Yippee. Would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won. Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing high five casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Whoa! <laughs> I won again! I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your high five moment today? Only at highfivecasino.com. High five casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High five casino.
Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. Hello, I'm Dr. Michael Mosley, and I want to let you know about my new immersive BBC Radio 4 podcast series, Deep Calm. It's all about how to tap into and activate a remarkable system that we all have, hardwired inside of us, our relaxation response. And it's been developed to be listened to at any time you want to really unwind. I hope you'll listen wherever you get your BBC podcast. What are you looking for in a new smart TV? 4K picture quality? High quality and immersive sound? A sleek design? All of those are givens, but only the new Roku Pro series has all of those and the Roku streaming experience, an award-winning OS. Get fast, easy access to all your apps like iHeart, where you can stream all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts all day, and regular, all-inclusive trips to Roku City. The new Roku Pro series, a smart TV built by the streaming pros.